Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker, episode 605, podcast 485. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is our weekly paintball show that gets put into podcast form, so you guys can download us anywhere that you get your favorite podcasts from. Um, we do not have Josh Zubizabrikas with us tonight. He is making the crowd at home, so hopefully we'll have some for next week. Ava Braun? But uh, I didn't say making out. I said making. Oh. And then, um, but that, we do have Joe Kimson from Flag Artist Paintball with us. Greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. We are live, as Todd said, it is uh, May 1st, May Day, in any of our communist countries. Gavin? Would you care to show us your jackboots? Anyway, it's 6.05, uh, podcast number 45. I'm working on a small spreadsheet. Um, I don't know how to use the any prices programs. Right uh, but this is my uh, live podcast number. I started at uh, episode 600, which was March 27th, and podcast 480. So I'm working on my improving this. So where we, there we go. There we go. And then we have Gavin Charmer from Terra Tech Industries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Monday night, 8.05-ish, at least in our neck of the woods. I've seen somebody read, uh, greeting us with a good morning. Uh, so happy Monday to you. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Behind the Bunker. Make sure you hit that like, share, and tag a friend or three in the chat because it's going to be a wonderful program. I promise you that. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see all you guys uh, logging in. Um, lots to get to on the show tonight, including we may have uh, uh, hired a new model um, to show off one of our limited edition hoodies, but I'll get to that in a minute. It may not be who you think. Um, we have, uh, I, yes, we have some uh, vault, new vault segment from Joe. We have uh, mail time. We have a topic to get to tonight. Price is right and a lot more. Um, for those of you who have, haven't been following uh, Behind the Bunker in the last couple of weeks, we were at, uh, sorry, I was at uh, Lone Star Major, the NXL event this past weekend. Uh, that was down in Texas. Um, and obviously, in case you didn't hear, Dynasty beat Heat in overtime. Did you guys get a chance to watch that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty close game. Pretty close, four to three. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a smoke yeah. show. <laughs> you know what? I um I took the liberty of um opening up. What is this thing called? PB leagues. Yes, for the scores. For the scores, and um I have some of the final scores, and I like um as we know, um we're, whoa I gotta get to the top. Dynasty won. Dynasty won the pro against Houston Heat. What uh, was the score? Four three or three four <laughs> for Houston. D3 novice, or sorry, D5 three on three. Uh, the finals, um, it looks like uh, BRI won. But I'm most, I'm going to scroll down to, I know you guys are in a hurry because, you know, semi pro. The finals. So in first place, we have Paintball Fit. Yeah. Second place, we have Blast Camp. And in third place, we have the Royal City Sea Dogs. Yarr. So good for you guys. They made the podium. The Sea Dogs beat Fit uh, uh, in their uh, semis and uh, caused them to have a... Sorry, maybe maybe it was the prelims. They got a bye, and then they had to meet them again, and Paintball Fit at that point beat them. But it was a close match. Uh, but luckily, you know, for bragging rights, at least Paintball Fit won it overall. So the Sea Dogs really behind by just one, you know, by that one team. 
Good for you know? the um, sea you're, dogs. You're sighing, but that was a really great placing. Like Fantastic. They, they made the podium. Yeah. So I'm pretty, they, happy, they were on a high all weekend, and then when I saw them leaving Sunday, they seemed a little defeated. And I get it. Sure. You know, but on the same token, any Sunday, any team. But I did watch that last game with Paintball Fit, and they were on fire. Um, you know. Um, so, yeah, I have a, actually, I have a, a video of that last last point, Matt, of the 20 seconds. Here's a video that I took while I was watching Ryan Green's band crawl up through the snake on that last point. Final match, overtime, Dynasty and Heat. And I've managed to find myself. I would argue probably one of the best spots in the house. Pulling for Heat. Dynasty what? All right, so I, I do, first of all, want to thank the... Uh, the NXL themselves for having me down and and uh, putting me in a position to be all over the paintball fields uh, this weekend. I took that video last minute. It was the last point of the game. And I realized that there would be a lot of kids at our field and speedball players at our field that would have killed to be where, we, where I was. You know, Joe and I have had an opportunity to be at World Cup in the pits during, you know, some of these pro matches. And you look around and there's everybody that you can think of their names are all in these pits. And you think about that kid at home that's that's practicing speedball and really enjoying it, how much they would have just loved to have been there. So I, I do, I am very thankful for being there. And it was pretty cool to to see it up close and personal. Somebody else who saw it up close and personal is Nick Slowiak is in the chat, who said he hit front row seats. He did. Unfortunately, and- Nick's team did not make first and second, but uh, valiant effort anyways. I, Nick was playing well this weekend. It's Nick's sister's birthday today. It is. Because I saw that on Facebook. Hello, Nick. <laughs> and Nick's sister. Nick's yeah, sister. Yeah. Sister Slowiak. I, I wish you guys would have came. There's so many people that, that we've had through the show that were there that you guys would have been able to chat and catch up Taunt. with. Um, lots of teams like um, the Honey Badgers were there, pulled me aside. Uh, they I, they even filmed a little little video for us. Um, just I, I want to thank everyone that came up. and, and The and Honey Badgers? Honey Badgers. Hey guys, live from Austin, NXL, you guys are watching Behind the Bunker, Honey Badger style. All right. Yeah, so anyway, so yeah, so that was the Honey Badgers, and thank you to everyone that came up. Um, I'm going to see if I can find that picture while I'm here, but uh, there was uh, someone else, uh, here it is. So one of the referees on the pro field uh, saw me standing there and came over and showed me this. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Behind the bunker microfiber cloth. That's funny. And I was talking Picked to up a, in a lost and found, apparently. <laughs> yes. I was talking to a lady at the bar and I was introduced to a, by another guy, uh, one of the one of the guys who works at NXL. And uh, we started talking, and I introduced myself and she and she kind of wasn't figure, sure where, where she knew me from. And then he goes, oh, yeah, he's the guy that does uh, Behind the Bunker. And she goes, oh, that's where I know you from. And two guys were sitting at the end of the bar. And he goes, oh, no, shit. Is that, I knew that was you. I just, I wasn't for sure. How does anybody mistake your damn hair? I know, hair? but it was nice. It was nice to have, you know, the ability to see some of these people. Um, I'm going to go through a couple quick highlights or lowlights of the weekend. Um, so bear with me here for a second. So I landed late, late, late. Uh, we we had to fly around a tornado and thunderstorms uh, between Fort Worth and Austin. Was it a shark tornado? It was not, unfortunately. Damn. Yeah. Uh, just groupers flying through the air. Ooh, delicious. 
Oh, yeah, I was hoping for some red snapper, but uh, <laughs> very tasty. <laughs> I like red snapper. So we they serve red snapper and French lick. So I, I one of the guys on my plane was one of the Sea Dogs guys, Nick uh, Nick Gascon. He know came him? out of retirement. Oh, really. Yeah. He lives in British Columbia. Yeah, so he came out of retirement to play for their D3 squad. So he and I were going to share an Uber back to the hotel because we had no way to get back. And uh, Derek and I were talking, and he said, uh, hey, all the Sea Dogs are eating at uh, Olive Garden. Why don't you guys come? And I said, perfect. Let's go do it. We arrived here at the Olive Garden at two minutes past 10 when the Sea Dogs were just having their entrees put on the table. And we thought, great, let's go in. But there was a problem. The front door was locked. So uh, I, I messaged Derek and said, hey, like the front door is locked, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, okay. So the manager comes to the door and goes, yeah, we're not letting you in. It's after 10. We don't let anybody in for security reasons after 10 o'clock. I said, they just got their food. Like our food's been ordered. Like they took our order. It's sitting there. And the guy goes, nope, can't help you. And l- closed the door and locked it on his way. Like that brutally rude. But and, I thought you're among family. Uh, they sold that slogan. They're now something else. And look, so I took a picture. It says, as for the safety of our guests and employees, re-enter after closing will be prohibited. Did they not let you in the fire door? They didn't let me in any door. So, And then the the, the um, couple of waiters, wait staff came out, and they were leaving at the end of their shift. They're like, I'm so sorry. Did they bring you breadsticks at least? No, but the server that packed up my stuff, they loaded it up with breadsticks and extra stuff. But the thing is, by the time I took it back to my hotel, it was just mush anyways. So Olive Garden's going to get a, uh, you can see in the picture, I'm already on the phone. I'm trying to get a hold of Olive Garden's head office. I was so pissed. I love it. Okay, we have ditch chicken and pity sticks. Pity sticks. Pity yes. sticks. Oh, ditch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> New hashtags. Holy oh. shit. Pity ditch, red sticks, baby. Pity sticks. <laughs> chicken. Pity sticks. Ditch chicken. So I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but we had a massive weather front that came in. Here is a. I was paying attention. So the look, look at the little round dot in the middle for Red Rock. You could see the air currents coming straight down and then from the bottom of the map coming straight up and a little swirl around where round rock was that's where we were right in the middle of those two storm storm cells converging and luckily all we got i'll show you here is uh we had some hail and some serious heavy winds but luckily nothing got real real damage i know evil booth got got kind of buggered up and lost some tents but all in all it was a good weekend weather wise by sunday it was brilliant so as you can see i definitely got some sun this weekend yeah um, this was a uh, this was the gel blasters. They couldn't. It was so windy on most of the week that they were just letting kids shoot the gel blasters at their at trailer. Their parents. Um, but they had a full setup that was up on Sunday. But on Saturday and all the days leading up to it, it was just way too windy. Uh, here's a quick view of where my office was. We created a studio for uh, my paintball league, and we're doing all of our stuff out of there. This I thought was interesting. Just a couple couple quick picks. A team walked by with this. That's a lot of totes, baby. That's a lot of money. I was going to say, I figured about $1,500 worth of totes sitting there. Milwaukee totes? Yeah, they're all Milwaukee totes. But that's got to be $1,500 worth, if you think about it. Um, I showed you the ref. This here, I went to the Carbon booth, and uh, one of the guys from Carbon has a tiger stripe tattoo. That's kind of cool. All right. That's impressive. I would, you know what? Would I? Oh, a full I don't sleeve? know. Yeah, God damn. Yeah. Joe's still working on his thigh sleeves, shoulder pants. <laughs> so when he wear his short military short shorts, he can see his his thigh tattoos. There we go. Um, I would almost consider that. I saw one of the teams no, do this to a table, and I thought that's brilliant. They took broken pods and put it underneath the table legs so they wouldn't sink into the mud. Ah. 
I it, smirt. That's God. what Os looks like Oscar Vasorius's legs. Oh, did you get that, Matt? Yeah, Blade Runner. No, yeah, the guy he's from the, he's the guy. Well, from, he's in prison now, isn't he? He's in prison for killing his girlfriend, Vanden Schluterklorp, the South African guy that had. Yeah. Yeah. Blade Runner. Blade, oh yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. Blade, okay. Yeah. Blade Runner. <laughs> All right. Bobby Dow says, you know, in America, when places lock their doors uh, at 10 o'clock, apparently they have a homeless problem at Olive Garden. Guess they have homeless people trying to get in after. I, I don't know. Is, They're like ex-mafia ex people. Maybe they all save up, but they get the extra unlimited breadsticks. I don't know. And they don't want them past 10 o'clock. I don't know. It's um, a lot of carbs after 10 <laughs> I did go to a place called Salt Lake Barbecue. Well, they had a massive pit in the back where they were doing their fries. stuff. But they had waffle fries and they gave you a wow pickles with olives or uh, onion slices. Jesus. That yeah. is a little slice of heaven right there, my friend. <laughs> That's a big old slice of heaven. It was. And I'm not going to lie. It was very good. It was very good. Uh, so thank you to those guys. Um, and that's it. I, I really didn't get a chance to do no more to food do picks. No more I, food picks. Archie Emmons sent us fifty stars six weeks in a row. But it, he's um, awesome. That's awesome. Thank you guys Chick for the stars. Send us five hundred and thirty. And Steve, someone else sent five thirty before, so they're going they're up in increments of one. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Wolf American portions. Yeah, and because I was down in Texas, I know this is going to sound really trite, but I bought, uh, I ordered Mexican food every night because you guys have some way better mexican food than we do up in canada surprise surprise i know that's really probably hard to believe but uh it was great i enjoyed all 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 of my meals this week can i just send a message out to teo i had to shut twitch down because our stream was struggling yeah so we're we're gonna deal with that this week with rogers i may have to replace the router or the modem rather um so i teased at the beginning of the show we have hired a new model keep in mind our budget is really low Although you guys have been sending stars, when you send 50 stars, it's really about 30 cents. So this, it all adds up. Buddy. This person up. is working for peanuts, but he's happy to do so. Um, meet our new model, our spokesmodel for Behind the Bunker. It's Mr. Leds from Planet Eclipse oh, with a that. limited edition Christmas sweater. Those oh, are nice. some of the Christmas yeah, yeah. sweaters we, uh, we did for you guys. I did, I always do one extra for myself because I'm not sure if it's a large or extra large. And I had uh, an extra one, so I sent it off to Leds because he's been so good to us over the years. And uh, there he is. Very uh, nice. Nice, very nice, Leds. Uh huh. Um, not sure where he is. He looks like he's in the wastelands of somewhere. He's in Scotland on the high road. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he's wearing. He's overlooking a Loch Ness. You can see the tail of the monster. No, he's wearing. Then, oh, yeah, he's wearing it to the left. And if you look at the very, very bottom of that. Ditch, you'll see John Joseph <laughs> yeah. hugging his hugging his at chicken. The very bottom of the ditch, and that's an, uh, an EG hat. Looks like he's wearing as well. It's a nice filter, yeah. uh, really good shot. I do like that. Um, uh, anniversary happened this week, ladies and gentlemen. Two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So that my uh, my timeline. Two yeah, legends on one show. That was great. If you guys want to listen to that, just look for, just type Bud or Tom K and behind the bunker, and it should come up. So tomorrow we should have the part two version of that because we did a full program, oh, and then right. we did the you know when everyone's off the air we just uh, they didn't know we were recording. <laughs> no, you asked, and uh, they're they're okay with it. Yeah. But we just uh, casually had a conversation. It was, uh, yeah. it was one of the highlights of my paintball career talking yeah. talking to those uh, two. Fine I don't gentlemen. know if it was necessarily our best, but it was my no, enjoyable. It was yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, for sure. Um, my daughter came home from school with this the other day. What does that look like at first glance to you? What what in the paintball world does that look familiar to you? 
And maybe I'm the only one that sees a set it. Set screw from the bottom of a cocker. Okay. Oh. I thought it looked like uh, an ev- uh, an egg egg lid lo- uh, screw. Oh, mm-hmm. perhaps. She's, she was whittling it off of her chair. <laughs> her chair now has one less bolt in it. <laughs> I love the long game she's playing. <laughs> Loosen up all the chairs eventually. <laughs> yeah. By the end of school year, it'll, the, the Kids are collapsing chairs. everywhere. <laughs> but I thought it looked like an egg lid uh, screw, a retaining mm. screw. Uh, this was sent in by Lisa Weber. She tagged me in it. Frank's oh. Kraut. <sighs> what? Where's that? Frank's Kraut page, uh, new air fryer recipe if you're looking at making air fryer kraut balls. So maybe that's what Zuby's doing tonight. Maybe he's making his own kraut balls. That, that was his nickname in college. <laughs> Good old kraut balls. Um, if you guys aren't doing anything this weekend, one of the biggest, best events of the year is happening. Super Game in Oregon. As you can see, even Behind the Bunker is on their promo reel because... Uh, it's all about the best, my friends. Super game in Oregon. If you guys haven't bought tickets, do so now. I don't know when they stop selling them, but you want to get it on there. I saw Brian Barno, you know, tracking his flight from uh, Washington to the west, the west coast, maybe Oregon somewhere. So I saw that today. That's pretty cool. Uh, when is Wolf going to Europe for Euro Big Game? Is that this He's weekend? He's in the chat. So. I think that's next weekend. Is it next weekend? I saw. I thought I saw something. Um, by the way, we were uh, uh, Tom and I were talking to Brian, and he had said that they had they're expecting sixteen hundred at least sixteen hundred. Nice. Oh, at, no, it's Super Game. Super Game. Super yeah. Game. Um, and if you guys are going down to Super Game, um, oh damn it! Yes, sign up for the blue team. Sorry, that's what it was. Blue team. I, I lost my train of thought here. Um, and then, yeah, Wolf is going to the squadron. It says um, May May 7th. It's backwards again. So May 7th. No, so they that's, do it properly. Day, month, year. Day, so 3rd to the 7th of May. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. It's a lot of numbers up it, there. It is. So so go. Just get yourself tickets. <laughs> um, Just Go. <laughs> Also, another game on the map, November 3rd to 5th. I know it seems a far time away, but you need to save your money uh, because not only does it have an awesome uh, event, but they also have a Bojangles within driving distance oh. of Full to Gap. So make sure you guys get signed up for Full to Gap. Go to fulldegap.com, and uh, you can see behind the bunker is also on that poster. Are there uh, any Army surplus stores near Full to Gap? Likely. I think they're all, they, they were all sold out. <sighs> They, cool. they don't have any more surplus Still, anymore. Wolf says it's this weekend. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, nice. Are you, when travels, do, you, when do you leave, Wolf? I fly out Thursday. Mm. Uh, Red Feather Paintball to? Field is hosting uh, Robin Hood, the Bloody Rebellion, also this weekend. Or sorry, next weekend, May 6th to 7th. So if you guys are looking for some events, there you go. So, you know, as a kid, my dad used to tell me that he was a member of Robin Hood's Merry Men, <laughs> and he would, he was, he helped fight um, off the sheriff of Nottingham with Robin Hood in this forest. It's like really fucking stuff my dad would tell me. All right, Bond Chick, you can go screw yourself right now. She says in the live chat, "There's an Olive Garden near Fulda Gap." But what time do they close? That's the problem. Um, also, if you guys would like, head on over and check out uh, Action Scenario Events for all of their awesome... I'm just going through them quick. They're all great posters. They're all great events. Make sure you check out their uh, website. Ryan puts on a great show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ryan. 
So that's all I got. Again, uh, thank you to everyone that I met at NXL uh, this past weekend. Um, it was nice to see all of you, and what a great, uh, great event. And and Tom and and Kevin and everyone who had me down there, thank you. Maybe we'll see you again at some point. Maybe not, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, so why don't we move on? We have full uh, Joe's from the Vault segment to get to. Um, we got to all the videos I wanted, right? Yeah. So we have the vault segment, we have mail time, a quick one today. We have the topic to talk about and uh, Price is Right. So don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be uh, right back. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault. We go back in history, back in the early days of paintball. I'll show you something that's kind of cool, something that's kind of neat, and something you may not have seen before. Today is no different. While rooting around looking for something to do for this week's vault, I came across these little gems. Everybody knows that I'm a big fan of swag and these are no different back in the day probably 90 around 1990 91 92 i had these made these are flag raider keychains you can tell they're old because this is the old style logo with the flag raider ball and splat of course and the logo and the fonts have been changed slightly ever so slightly but these were like pewter with a key ring and they had a little bit of enamel on them, and of course purple, so they're pretty good. These ones are actually, if you look at the small writing, they were actually made in Canada, which shows that you know they are vintage because as we know, most things nowadays are made offshore, um, except for wheat, corn, and maple syrup, of course, which is made here in Canada. But anyway, these are flag girder keychains. They're pretty awesome. I only have a few of these left. But everybody knows once Flaggers gets rolling again, I'm going to introduce a piece of swag every month. My first one coming out once we get open will be the Flag Raider Zippo Lighter. But thanks for watching this week's segment of From the Vault, where we go back in time, back in the early days of paintball. I'll show you something that's kind of cool. And we'll see you next week. Pew, pew. What's up, I'm Matty Marshall, and you're watching Behind the Bunker. All right. Thank you, Matty Marshall. Uh, it was nice chatting with you on the weekend as well. Um, so why don't we get to um <laughs> oh i wrote a note down i want to get to before we move on squeegee kids <laughs> i uh okay so i had an opportunity to work well with done, uh, major league paintball this weekend we interviewed a lot of players and a lot of the videos are going up as we speak um but one of the terms i swear i've never heard before and when i made comment about it in private afterwards people looked at me like you've never heard that before but the coach was referring to his team and how well they were doing. He said something to the effect that um, my guys are at their very favorite restaurant and and now it's time to feast. <laughs> and I'm like, I may have butchered it, but that was the general thing. I'm like, really? Are we watching WWE now? Or, <laughs> But anyways, um, so mail time. Do we have any... Uh, we have a couple questions. I haven't uh, reached around, but we'll find out in a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt? <laughs> Matt's not going to play the intro. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. If I was Matt, I would have just let it go and I would have somehow found a cricket sound. Just so awkward and cringy. <laughs> well done, Matt. Your smile. 
Well done. See if I ever give you recommendations again. And stay again tuned for the after have. show as well. Uh, Matt's got a story about what he did on the weekend. Exactly. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so the first question in my sack. Well, I have to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you've sent in. First question is probably directed to you, Todd. Oh. Was everything bigger in Texas? <laughs> it, I don't know if it was bigger. It was just different. Because the humidity, like yeah, <laughs> I, I, everything was. I don't know. I, I don't get that expression. I mean, maybe I was in a in a burb that wasn't as as big as everywhere else, but the people were certainly bigger in real life. Like they were exuberant and and certainly obese. No, exuberant. Like exuberant. Uh, Observer. Observer. What are you were talking about? I'm, I'm not going to correct uh, Todd in his language again because he'll pull up the actual receipts. Exuberant. <laughs> Absuberant. Uh, that's word? meaning like um, outgoing and. Exuberant. Uh, sorry. Exuberant. That's what I said. Exuberant. <laughs> you said observant. <laughs> oh my god! This is brilliant. I no, love this. Observant is when you see things better that's than right. other people. But keep saying it. Next week it'll be in the dictionary. Absuberant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as Wolf was saying, the food portions were definitely bigger for sure. Um, but you guys had good food. We ate super well this weekend, so I'm very happy. About Todd that. had food brought into him. I did. I had brought the, no, because had I had bought the food. It was brought to me, I, and I ordered sour broughten. <laughs> mm. uh, another <laughs> talk question from our good friend uh, Ditch Chicken wants to know: What do you use to achieve that magnificent peak? What hair product do you use, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, lick the palm of your hand and drag it back, just like Grandma used That's to do. That's right. That's right. Happy Olden wants to know, why do we spend what we spend on what we spend it on? Asking for a friend. Yeah. Why do we spend so much money in this damn hobby slash lifestyle slash sport slash whatever? I think I spend less on paintball than I do in other things. Like, I spend more money on my electronic obsession than I do anything else. Like computers, phones, like gadgets and stuff. I mean, do you guys spend just as much money on other things than you do paintball? I don't... I. I, I don't think we go that crazy. I I mean, we all buy a gun or two a year. What? Well, well, maybe not you, but the average person buys a gun a year, I would say. Likely. That's or goggles or stuff. I buy and, some and, socks. And I'm saying like three or four years ago when there was new guns coming out all the time, you couldn't help but buy a new gun every year. It's been a little stale and a little dry lately. I don't want to poo-poo on it, but yeah, like many yeah. moons ago, yeah. uh, you'd want to upgrade... Immediately. Yeah. Now it's negligible in terms of uh, like the Planet Eclipse gun, the new, you know, the 180? new 180R. Uh, yes, sir. I want that. Yes, sir. But the thing is, okay, you take that away. You take Planet Eclipse off the map because they're always coming out with new stuff. What else is out there? You know, I've heard uh. some rumblings this weekend of some new things happening. So maybe. But remember, Tipman would have a new gun every year or two, and. Um, well, Spider always had new stuff, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, look where that got us. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Speed, I don't know. Wolf says, uh, speedballers spend more than woodballer by far. Mm, well... Ah, okay. okay uh, that's a great debate. I think some people do. I think the average speedballer buys one gun, has one gun. They don't have multiple guns because they're very expensive. And they may have an extra load or maybe an extra goggle. And then they do buy pads and stuff. But I think if you look at it as a scenario guy, he buys his mag-fed gun or his everyday gun. He buys first-strike rounds, which are 
three times the money of a regular paintball. So there, you could look at it that way. And then instead of buying knee pads and, you know, slide shorts, they're buying tack vests and they buy pa- camos, knee pads. right? Yeah. yeah not everybody. Like I'm talking like yeah, the, the average speedball guy will buy like a full set of pads because he knows he's going to be running around. And and how many speedball? Yes, you, the initial investment of dumping a ton of money into the marker, but then they flip it at the end of the season and buy the next one that comes up too, right? So it's like, yeah. That's a good question. Let's let's see what you guys that are watching at home. Who spends more? Do you think? Are and maybe you? we'll actually ask that as a, as a topic of question next year or next next week. Who? What? What style of paintball spends more? The recreational uh, magfed guy or the speedball camp? Hmm. I think the speedballer maybe spends more money on entry fees and paint. Maybe well, less on paint. And well, they, they practice they, more. They shoot more paint, but, but they, they also they pay play less. more. But yeah. they're also playing more. So, uh, I guess I'm just looking at at. Um, well, uh, Charles Holton says I spend most on travel and hotel. S. Is it hotels or hotel S? Hotel S or hotels? Uh, that meals, a- <laughs> all of the time. I stayed at some hotel asses before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Very Charles inexpensive Holden. ones. Jeff um, Thompson depends who travels to play more. True. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, speedball guns don't necessarily hold their value either, so you are losing a little bit of money. I mean, you buy a $1,500 gun, if you sell it that year or the beginning of the next year, you're probably down to $1,100, so you are sort of doing okay. I'm surprised you didn't take any pictures of people selling their guns at the tournament, the end of it. I'm knocked out. I need some money to get back home. There was a guy, I thought of you, he was walking around with a bag, like one of the cooler bag style backpacks, and on the back he had a homemade cardboard sign that said jerky on it. (laughs) That's the best jerky. And it was also Sunday that I saw him when it was like the hottest day and the sunniest day. I, I wonder how... He, yeah. did, he scratched out jerky and put mush. And then I saw this Frenchman. He he also was doing the same thing, but it said poutine. Seb is here. <laughs> Bonjour, <laughs> Seb, 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 Seb. Bon nuit. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we move on to the next? Uh, I think that's about it. I okay. have a long, almost statement, uh, but long I'll read it anyway. Pause. So Bob Schmusic uh, says, getting back in the game after 16-year hiatus, was it wrong for me to buy an upper tear marker? He bought a TM40 just because he thought it looked cool. I still have an Oracle Mac and got it up and running too that he uses as well. I guess he's feeling a little dirty showing up at the field with really nice equipment and 16 year olds and 16 years of rust to shake off. You know what I mean? So I guess this question is there's no question there. Just this is what's going on in my life right now. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I think if you, if you want to get back in the game and you want to upgrade your equipment, then. Why not? Yeah. If you have the means to do it, like if, if, if spending that money is something that you are okay with, by all means, I mean, the only way to get better is to have good equipment anyways. You could argue that if you, you know, if you got in with a Titman, you know, a 98, you'd do okay. But when you're like, we talked about this last week, the, the, the new GTEC 180R, if you get that, it's almost an unfair advantage. I mean, it's such an awesome, accurate gun. Even with the rust, it's not going to show. <laughs> You're going to be still hitting people. That's so, yes, sir. So, like, I mean, yes, it's uh, when you have technology that compensates for some uh, some hiatus, um, you're going to be back yeah. in the game and still loving it again. So, yeah. Plus, if you only wear what you used to wear back 16 years ago, you will look cool because you're all in retro stuff. No, that That's should be the true. goal. If you can fit into what you yes. wore 16 <laughs> years ago, then you know you're uh, you're doing it right. 
Yeah. Phoenix said, um, Joe's pulling stuff from his vault the year I was born. I've got stuff that's from probably 1985, 84, probably that I first bought. So I don't Keith, know when you were born. Keith Kissel says, you show, up, you show up at the field with a rainmaker and people are going to laugh at you uh, because they see the, how outdated it is. I, I'm... I'm more concerned when I see a player with older gear that yes, looks sir. like he may know how to handle himself than I am with a guy with a brand new gun with brand new pads and, and jersey or whatever. I, I think I look at players walking on the field differently. Like, I don't think a new guy is a threat with new stuff, but a guy that has an old marker with older wearable stuff that looks like he's been around the field a couple times, that that's a little scarier. And I echo Jeff Thompson's uh, comment in the chat. People who judge other uh, other players' gear don't count anyway. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, uh, like, it, there's some equipment that I could bring out that, you know, I don't know if it would make me a better player of my old gear, but it would certainly But remember when you cool got in, in trouble log- for bringing your equipment out? <laughs> yes, I got in trouble, and I got on the, I got that, on the watch You had to take that wor- workshop, too, did you? <laughs> yes. But I get, yeah, Seb says I show up to games with a DM4. But I think of a DM4 as not really that old, but it, I guess it is 2004. Four, yeah. yeah. So Mike, it's like and Mike almost Thompson, 19 years old. Mike but. Thompson with his automatic. Um, yeah, yeah it's like, true. Like, people have no idea what it is, but laugh all you want. I'm still enjoying myself on the field. Yeah. Hey, the hey. gun doesn't make the player, says George. And I agree. Absolutely. Um, hey, let's shift gears for a second. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Planet Eclipse. Do you know that every game, bunker, or gunfight has a story? And now it is time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product. Whether you're storming the beach or laning a snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. Planet Eclipse creators of those happy endings, including the new GTEC 180R. Plumes, buffs, and clouds. EG Smokes gives you the cover, color, and contrast you need. If you're in the picture, taking pictures, or want to be out of the picture, pull the pin on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Arabs, inflatable design to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent Davis and his crew, nothing can beat Arabs. They're thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, and they have multiple color and print options available. Oh boy, don't let your game be deflated. Get Arabs at Arabs.com. Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages, everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your next order. Exalt, often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament ready, battle proven, and available worldwide. DLX Technologies, inspired by the best, DLX has created the new benchmark and high-performance markers with the TM40. The evolution continues now. Light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only available from DLX. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you are sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go day or night. Use the promo code BTP10 for 10% off at ride519.com. Todd got us a new brand new sponsor. Get ready for an action-packed outdoor adventure at Tanks Paintball in Texas. This unique attraction offers a variety of paintball game modes in a beautiful outdoor setting with a friendly staff, top-notch equipment. Tanks Paintball Adventure is the perfect destination for both paintball enthusiasts and first-time players. Book your adventure today and experience the thrill for yourself. Hashtag tanks. 
Tanks for being a sponsor. Awesome. Thank you to Tanks and all the people who are sponsoring our program. We do appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, we would not be here. Um, we have a topic at hand tonight that we'll get to real quick and then maybe some prices right if there's time. And I wanted like to ask you guys, we're going to start watching the live chat both uh, in Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, so if you guys have an opinion, by all means, uh, creep in there and, and, and write something up. We want to know what, um, do you guys have any cleaning tips for cleaning your gear? Uh, I was speaking to uh, a few people at uh, this weekend and they were asking what this week's topic was and I had mentioned that and uh, they had a couple suggestions as well. So let's hear what you guys have uh, and if you want to write them in the chat, we'll try to get to them. But we're going to go through right now what you guys have already posted on social media and uh, see where we start with that. Um, bearded Ninja Paintball clothes. Hose them down with uh, washer, then dry, except things that hang dry. Boots, hose them down, uh, air dry. Marker, clean grips with soap and water. Toothbrush, get the crevices with a Q-tip. Crevasses? Crevasses with a toothpick. Wipe with a wet microfiber and dry with a dry microfiber on the aluminum. Barrel, clean with water. Loader, remove electronics and wash with soap and water. Mask, remove the lens foam and clean the lens and... With the, wash the mask with soap and water. Let everything else air dry. Maybe I'm going to say this to the wrong person, but would you really clean your boots? I know you guys do. You have your suede brushes and your your all that sort of stuff. But do you think the average guy should really clean his boots? I look at it as like my my work shoes. I really don't clean them because I know they're going to get dirty again. I, I guess it's where you store it. If you have if you have a garage or a car hold, and you can put your <laughs> stuff in where it doesn't worry if it's dirty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that one struck in my craw. I don't know if that I would clean my boots. Uh, here's what I said. Most of the time I hose my gear, boots, vest, bottom of my pants off with warm water on the driveway. I wash my goggles in the sink with warm water to clean the foam and get the paint off. I usually leave the lens in. I wash my camel in the washing machine inside out with very little soap so it does not fade and there is no residue smell to attract bugs. Then I hang everything to dry. Most importantly, I wash my darn tough socks inside out so they flop off nicely and hang them to dry. Same with my gloves, hat, my shema, and my boots, Todd, I hose off to take the dirt out of the laces and off the soles. Do you put the noozle on the hooves and get some pressure or do you just... I have a nozzle on my hooves. Um, Speaking of hooses, <laughs> uh, John Jones uses uh, power washers and dishwashers for some of his stuff. And he did a, add a caveat as well. Do not put your marker in the dishwasher. Yeah. Here's a picture of his uh, Planet Clips bag and his pressure washer. Uh, I think his wife was complaining because there was chicken remnants on the, <laughs> on the drive leading up to the house. Um, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think I've done that before. Maybe not with a pressure washer, but certainly with a hose. Um, if you don't have one, you can go to one of those um, 24-hour car washes. Yeah, they're the good self, too. Yeah, self-wash uh, self yeah. and uh, use their, their products. Yeah. Um, Keith Kissel, muriatic acid with pressure wash. Remember to wear the glove and eye protection. <laughs> oh, sorry. John Jones also made a comment I wanted to touch on. Um, he said dishwasher. Put your pods in a dishwasher. I'm going to add something to that. Do not put them in the dishwasher and run them with hot water in the hot dry cycle. I had um, done that with a bunch of my Fat Boy branded pods. I don't know if this will work for everybody's, but I used the, we used to have the Fat Boy ones, and I put them in the dishwasher and we ran it on warm water with the heat dry cycle. 
and the lids shrank mm. and we couldn't get the lids to close on them anymore and i swore i would never do that again and uh, i saw that and i thought uh, i i don't i i think you don't want to put pods in a dishwasher i toss um, it into a sink full of uh yeah. water and vinegar yep and uh, just a dab of a uh, of uh, dish detergent. Yeah, yeah. And I use a toilet brush, a non-used yes, sir. A paintball only oh, toilet brush. Why? <laughs> you know, in this economy, you got to save some money. So <laughs> That's whatever. true. That's true. My pods have never looked so sanitary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I use, I used to wash my stingrays in the dishwasher. Yeah, you could do that. We used, polymer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. used to take, when we had stingrays for field guns, we would pop the pins up, pull the insides out, and put them in a, in a, sink. In a sink with yeah. soapy water. Then we'd use a shotgun swab to swab them out, scrub the bodies, put them back together with some lubrication, and away yeah. we went for the next day. Bobby Doust says uh, he thinks he still has skyball paint on his pack. <laughs> so let's talk about that. We've, okay, we've had the opportunity in all the years running paintball fields that. We've had a lot of really good paint, but we've also had some really stainy, crappy paint as well. Um, you can look at one of our scenario towns that's covered in a specific uh, type of paint, and it uh, it, it literally stained it. Um, but I've got paint on some of my clothing that is still there. Um, I don't know how best to get them off. Um, you can scrub them, but you're just going to kill the fabric. I think you're... I think you're best just to get them home and soaking right away. Probably. Or use a garden hose. It doesn't have too much pressure. That's right. And you can also spray from the inside out, mm. and that will push the, the help clean them off as well. And pre-soaking before you leave the field with uh, soapy water and a spray brush and or yeah. a spray bottle yeah, we all onto have your gear, and then uh, toss it into your, your laundry bag, and then at least you have something breaking down yeah. the paint before you get home george say george hay says uh he enjoys a good shower beer while oh. cleaning his pod pack and tactical vest in there damn yeah it's almost shower beer season it is getting cl- it's <laughs> on the uh, i just had a picture of george hay in the shower with his tack <laughs> vest and his behind the bunker jeggings well his crocs on <laughs> slip in the <laughs> shower <That's> true <laughs> anti-slip crocs oh george yeah it is almost shower beer season damn you not the temperature today. It was no. awful. Yeah. Um, autocockers can clean well with a garden hose, dry fire until dry. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, here's here's my tip while you guys are getting other comments out. One of the things I really like to do is get uh, a squirt bottle and I put rubbing alcohol yes, sir. and water. 50-50 mix. And I'll spray my gun down after cleaning it. And what it does is it pulls all the oils off of uh, the rubber grips and makes them sticky and tacky again, but without ruining them. And uh, I will not use them on my goggle lenses or my goggles uh, because it'll just destroy my lens. But on the guns, I I feel that they're safe and they do a really nice job. So try that one at home, ladies and gentlemen, rubbing alcohol in water in a squirt bottle. And uh, it makes it shiny again and clean. I, now I use that on a lot of anodized guns. I don't like aluminum guns. I don't. I, I assume that would still work on like a. It works on other on things. anything else, a plastic gun or. You still want it on the know. lens of your goggles. Correct. Yeah. yeah, that you use steel wool on. Uh, so Mel Eager says he cleans his JT Proflex by taking the lens out and running it, uh, running the goggles lowers under warm water, then mm-hmm. hanging it up to air dry. Uh, he cleans the outer lenses with a damp cloth. And uh, microfiber, the thermal coated inside. Yeah, there's many times I've done a two day tournament 
where you take your JT goggles, you pull the lens out, you can wash that carefully under the sink so you don't get the water under between the foam lenses. You wash that either in the shower or in the sink, and then I put it over a register vent. And then by the morning, the air conditioning or the heater would have dried the dried the foam, put the lens back in, and away you go. One tip about JT goggles too is if you leave your JT goggles on the dash of your car, uh, just to warm up uh, in the sun, the, the the plastic it makes it more malleable, and you'll it'll be more forgiving. Try to put a lens oh, when in. You put your lens back in. Yeah. True. Uh, Steve Birchfield says clothes and soft gear get washed in the washing machine and on cold and air dry, and the barrels get rinsed out uh, and wipe and the rest wiped down. Mask will get washed out. Yeah. Steve Abar says just spray your marker down with WD forty. Nothing will stick to it. Oh, That's dear no, God. do oh, not. No. Remember when um, uh, everybody was spraying their their stuff with. Uh, they, oh, when spray, they first the, came the, that, the window stuff. Yeah, the stuff that makes the water beads Repel, off and yeah, stuff. Yeah. What was it called? Rainex. No, uh, no, there was Rain-X. something else. It was like for like rear leather boots and stuff. Well, I remember we tried. We did a hopper. We did a goggle, like just the frame. We did a jersey. We did a bunch of stuff. And you can tell that it got sprayed because it's just coated with this like slime. Yeah, it was just gross. And it didn't really work. It, it would have been a great idea had that did. But Richard Clemens says everything gets washed in the sink with warm water and air dry except clothes, vest, and pack. They get the garden hose and air dry. A lot of people air drying and not using Absolutely the Absolutely smart. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Gasparini said similar. Uh, pretty much all closed webbed gear goes into the washer and then line dry. Uh, and she also carries a stiff bristle scrub to clean uh, paint as it dries off the gear. That's a And good before idea. I continue, or sorry, the next person, Roger Weber. I use the Jefferson Stry Cleaners. Because <laughs> he's moving on up. Good he's for you. moving on up. Good aren't job, you, Roger. Aren't they over on the east side? Well, they got stores all over town, but the main branch is on the east side, as he says. Ah, I, I think, I, yeah, because I leave my deluxe apartment in the sky. Uh, Jason Smith says, I have used, thank you for somebody getting that, I have used a glass cleaner and a toothbrush to clean used markers before putting them on the shelf at a store I worked at. I see that. I see that. Give it a little bit of a sheen, a little bit of a shine. Uh, Scotchgard, Charles Holton said, thank yes, you. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you. And Aquapel says, uh, Jeff Thompson, no. I'm just saying that because it's Jeff Thompson. But I kind of like that, though. Uh, Neb, uh, Neb Nellis says, pressure washer on lowest some dish soap for the soft goods, dish soap, hot water, and brush for the hard bits, and oh, cotton swabs and rubbing alcohol and water. For the fiddly bits. Yeah. Fiddly. George, George Hayes is never wet. Well, keep trying, my friend. Keep trying. Uh, George, uh, Jacob Burton says driveway and garden hose for pads and pack. Um, towels and Q-tips, loaders, never, never clean it. Can can we talk about other things? Just not other, not just your gear, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you're at a paintball field doesn't mean that you as a human shouldn't be clean. I know you're going to go. Uh, uh, yes, you need to be clean. I, I don't care if you know you're going to be sweating and covered in paint in an hour. Be respectful of all the people that you're around. Please shower. And even if you don't shower, do a hobo shower in a sink. Wash your pits and spray them down with some sort of deodorant. Deodorant is key. Yeah. If you're older than seven, you need deodorant. Amen. This is law. International Public service law. announcement. And your friends probably aren't telling you, but should. So if um, if you don't think you smell, I, I don't mean to be that guy to tell you, but... Uh, you if do, nobody will give you a ride to the game or ride with you to the game, that's yeah. a good indication you need a pit stick. If you hear the, ter- like the words, oh, dear God, 
and you can't figure out what they saw and you miss something, it's you. Oh. If you're walking <laughs> so, down the staging area, say, hey, I didn't think you were coming. You said you weren't coming yeah. here. If people, if people are calling you Moses because people part as you walk by, <laughs> maybe you need deodorant. So we have pit sticks, pity sticks. <laughs> pit sticks oh, and yeah, pity pit sticks. Pit sticks and pity sticks. Yeah, Wisdom 101 with Todd Gack. <laughs> says. <That's> so, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to tell people they have to know, and, and a lot of times they, they they don't. And if you're, you know, if you're camping over the weekend and you're staying, you know, staying in a tent and you're sweating it up and not having a chance to shower, it just takes two minutes to put on some deodorant and you just reapply every day. There's no excuse. No, no. Whatever limited capacity you have or or resources you have, I th- you could still be hygienic. I think we need to run a a, 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 a telethon. Clinic? No, a telethon like Sally Struthers, and we'll raise money for deodorant sticks. And we'll sixty cents a day. That's right, and we'll include them in your entry fee every time that you go to an event. A, anything more than a two a, a day event, a two day event, or any. Okay, an Axe body spray is not hygiene. I promise you that you're not hiding anything. No, it's like, yeah, yeah. You want deodorant, not yeah, yeah. So there you go. Oh. What was that one? I missed that one. Joshua, the chat's going quick. Joshua Star says, I used turtle wax on my barrels and it worked for an event. Then I got, uh, then I got hooked on boom juice. What is boom juice? Uh, that's the, isn't that the slick treatment? No. Yeah. Charles Holden says, Axe is not a body, uh, a shower substitute. Amen. It isn't, but if you're not having a shower and that's all you got, at least have some intention. Um, Lisa Weaver says, I still take time to clean up with a water bottle. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Gold bond for swamp crotch, <laughs> says Thomas <laughs> Burke. That's well, almost a campaign. <laughs> that Talking Sally Struthers. If, if I were to give one advice to any male out there, I don't know if females have the same, same affliction per se, but if you're a male and you're going to play on some warm weekends, either gold bond or some sort of a glide product for your undercarriage. Anti-monkey butt. That's right. Just so that it stops the chafing. There's nothing worse than walking like you just got off a horse to avoid chafing because you're so warm. So when the boys are hitting the sides of the knees, it's time to put some... Yeah. Oh. All right. Do we guys have any more tips and tricks? Do you guys have any personal tips and tricks? Joe, you've only cleaned a couple of guns in your life. Do you have any... Um, I we at the field we'd use a scrub brush to clean the guns. We'd always um, for the field guns, we'd, if we didn't take them apart, we'd dry them uh, barrel down so the water would run out. That's a good point. Um, yeah, hopper the the hoppers or the loaders or, and even the pods, we'd scrub the outside with a scrub brush and then we would just dump them all in the sink and we would clean them out with a toilet brush. Yeah, like you said, and then just dry them all upside down so the next morning they were dry and ready to go. Hey, you know when we were talking about the alcohol and water, you know what else it would work in? Did you ever open up your, you know, your spire loader or your hopper in general and it's oily because of all the oil that comes off the tra- transfer of the paintballs? I believe it would be safe to spray it in there. Probably. Clean that well, off. Probably evaporate it. Probably be good. Oh, yeah. Inside your hopper. Yeah. If you were to take it, shell it out and spray it down and wipe it out with a paper towel, it would just remove all the paint oil out mm. inside of your tray, essentially. Not the electronics, just the tray portion. Mm. Yeah. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else. Pull through swabs always good for your barrel. Um, I laundry sink is your friend. Fill it up with a little bit of soap and water, and you can put just about start with your goggle first, then everything else in, and do your pack last with a scrub brush and hang it to dry. That's the simplest way. 
Yeah, I would agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's end that. Thank you very much for adding uh, those uh, or answering those. This week's question, what did we say it was going to be? Who spends more money? Speedballers or rackballers? Yeah, that's a good question. Speed versus uh, rackball. That's very fair. Who spends more? And are we differentiating between just the genres or like tournament versus? No, I think. And are we specifying equipment or just lifestyle, like everything, like playing and everything? Because you have to account for vapes, gummies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle waxing. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll work on the wording for it for next week. So if you guys see it on our social media channels, uh, by all means, uh, you know, post up your thoughts on that. Um, Tio in the live chat, you should never tell have to tell people to shower. It should uh, just be a must like your goggles. <laughs> yeah, I think the field owner should have the sign. Wherever you have a sign that says goggles on. Should have a secondary sign that says, and please don't forget to shower. Well, no shirt, <laughs> no shoes, no service. Could yeah. be added, no shower. Or no deodorant. No deodorant, yes. Yeah. I can take the no shower. I get that. But it's the deodorant that's the issue. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Thompson wants to know, should we do an expenses in his spreadsheet? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My spreadsheet, yeah, maybe. There you go. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Ladies and gentlemen that are watching on Facebook right now, thank you for being with us. Maybe hit uh, that share button on the way out. Uh, we're going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube and record for our after show slash podcast. So if you guys would like to uh, come over and check that out, I had a bit of a realization and epiphany this weekend that really pissed me off. And uh, I'd like to explain that when we get to uh, the after show in just a second. Um, so Gavin, thanks for being on the pre- pre-roll show. Yeah, always great to be here, folks. And I sincerely appreciate you guys tuning in each week, uh, whether you do that so in the live chat or if you download us and listen to us uh, as you go about your week. Uh, so th- thanks so much for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for the after show. And thank you, Joe, for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to uh, Behind the Bunker. We will see you next Monday night at 8.04 p.m. And for those in the immediate vicinity, Tonight is garbage, garbage night, so make sure you take your garbage recycling and your green bin out. Until next week, I will definitely escort Gavin out of the building. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you in the after show. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also, follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. A lot of people making comments. All right. Welcome back to the after show slash. Look at that graphic. (laughs) Love it. Pew, pew, pew. So something happened on the weekend and uh, it pissed me off enough that I'm going to be boycotting. All right. Gavin, who's my favorite paintball team? Who do I root for in the pro division? Edmonton Impact? Not anymore. Okay. So I'm in the VIP booth this weekend, and uh, the thought was to interview... Sorry? Did you get lost? (laughs) Yes. I snuck into the VIP booth this weekend, and uh, we had a camera crew and and an interview crew, and we were going to interview Dave Baines. And sitting with Dave Baines was uh, a bunch of the Impact players. And which was fine. We were standing sort of in front of its tiered seating, but we were standing in front of them. And uh, we started doing uh, an interview with Dave Baines. Game was about to start, and I got yelled at. 
because I was standing in front of these three impact players and they could not see the field. And uh, very rudely said, like, you know, get the out of the way, you're in the way, we cannot see. So respectfully, I didn't think anything of it. I was a little annoyed by their the way they commented. So I crouched down so that they could see over my head. So I'm crouching down, holding this camera awkwardly so that they could be seeing, even though I'm terribly uncomfortable. And then the guy says, I cannot see past your goddamn camera. Can you move it, please? While this interview is happening with one of the owners of NXL, Dave Baines, right? And uh, I'm like, what do I do? So I, I, I didn't think much of it and I walked away. And then I was talking to some of the people that were in the crew with us. And they explained who they were because I really didn't like without a mask, without a jersey name. Sure. I don't know half half yeah. these people are, especially the impact guys, even though I, I do root for them. And just after that inter- that interaction, I just left a sour taste in my mouth. It's like they could have asked nicer. I would have done anything I could to circumvented me being in the way as I did. But it was a little bloody camera that was in one kid's way that he couldn't see past. How old was this kid? Probably half my age. He's old enough to play pro, whatever he was, right? Probably 25, whatever. That is unfortunate and too bad. And I would say a black eye for the sport when you have... Um when you have attitudes like that, yeah, um, I, and I don't know what the hell was going on okay. in terms of like I'm, their lives. I'm in the but, wrong because I'm blocking someone's sight lines. But if you're scouting a game, do it from somewhere where you can see without interact, without just you know he's in the VIP booth with you know other people walking around standing in front. I'm, I'm not sure why I'm getting yelled at. So, anyways, you could have dealt sure with the situation. The same so, who, who's you your who's your team now? Uh, what is the kinder, you know, gentler team that will okay. embrace you? So I will say two things. Dynasty, I like Dynasty. I love Ryan Greenspan. I like all those guys. We had an opportunity to talk a lot with them this weekend. And I want to say that I didn't like them because they're they're a bit older and cocky, but they're genuinely nice. They're nice to people when young they kids would never come ask up. you to step out of the way. No, move your damn camera. No, is that what but you're they saying? Were, they, they had interaction with young kids that came up, uh, not in the pits, but out and around, and they took the time to talk to them. Like they were genuinely nice people. So as much as I'd like to hate them and say they're you know it's easy to root against them because they're the the you know the the one that's always winning the tournaments. They're nice, but they're winning the tournaments and the hearts, my friend, and the minds, and the minds. But I was in the heat pit for one of the other prelim games, not the final pit or not the final game, and uh, I walked over and um, Randy Smith said hi, and I shook his hand. We started shooting the shit, and you know, there's uh, Ryan Moorhead comes over, takes a moment, comes over and says yeah. hello, and you know, uh, Chad Smith, you know, Chad Boucher, yeah, yeah. like all these guys, right? And they're all like they're all genuinely nice, and they don't have to come say hi to me. They're in the middle of a match. Like this is their full time job they're right working. now. That's yeah. that's when they're working, right? And uh, but they were just genuinely nice, and um, it was hard not to want to root for them. And then I met uh, Randy's mom and uh, Smith, uh, the grandma. <laughs> And uh, Nana Smith, yes. And uh, anyways, they, they were. I missed the Granny Smith joke there. <laughs> you did. Oh, that was good for you. But they Damn. were genuinely nice. So How do you I like them you. apples? <laughs> so I think that might be you my didn't new get it, team. Matt. You know me, laugh. I said, how do you like them apples? Like Granny Smith apples? Come on, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was looking at the chat, looking for more apple jokes. But. <laughs> That's fine. How about now you're getting saucy? Well, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm sorry your apple experience, saucy? right? Um, you, you, I, I, like, I wanted to, like, I, I wanted to brush it off. And the next day I had a conversation with the people that were there. And I go, am I, like, 
I'm still annoyed by that. They're like, I'm still annoyed by yeah. that. And okay. and they're not, they weren't like, whatever. So I, it's, bad, much, it's a bad look for the maybe franchise. Maybe it's really. petty, but like, but okay. So it's like first impression when you meet someone and they're a complete tool, it's kind of hard to wipe that one off. Right. To so un- untool them. Yeah. And I thought like, I didn't recognize these guys. I thought they were dynasty guys. Cause I made comment to them later. I said like, what were with those dynasty guys? And they're like, those weren't dynasty. That was so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. And they're from impact. I'm like, are you, are you sure? Cause I didn't want to believe it. Cause yeah, it's yeah. like, no, they're my team. Like, so whatever. I, I, I'm annoyed. I'm You're burning off. jerseys. That's fine. Yeah. All it's, right. So whatever. All right. Well, why don't we end this? Uh, it's I, I just came back from travel day. I'm exhausted. I know you guys are probably beat up as well. So why don't we end this here? And uh, I apologize for a short after show. Um, but it was a good one. It was a good show today. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good after show. So two things to take away from the show tonight. One, uh, we no longer follow Edmonton Impact. <laughs> two, deodorant for the win. Right. You know what? I, I'm going to add. Anytime I've met Ryan Greenspan, he's been quite very gracious and taken always taking the time to talk and whatever. So you know what? Yeah, agreed. Ben Allen says I, I I was not in Canada anymore. That was just them being friendly. I I don't care where you are in the world. That's not whatever. I, I'm still bitter. All right, Hit him too. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you for Matt for pushing the buttons, and uh, thanks Josh for nothing. We'll see him and you guys next week.